Welcome to the Practice Podcast, conversations probing the nature of practice. I'm your host, Dave Piron. Well, I just said goodbye uh, to Katie Way, who is a extraordinarily well-experienced and very intentional pricing expert, pricing analyst, uh, and one of the leaders in a society for pricing analysts that I didn't know existed until this conversation. And she has found just exactly the right context for her pricing acumen, a, a neat company, which you'll hear about. And uh, I have to tell you, <laughs> once again, I'm bringing you a former student, but now 20 years into her career, rocking it, just doing so well professionally and with a lovely family living out there in Portland, Oregon. Just t- t- tremendously gratifying to me as, a, as one of her teachers to see uh, my results, if you will, 20 years later. I'll claim some of my results and Katie will give me some credit as well. So here is practitioner of pricing, Katie Way. Folks, uh, I had to chase all around the globe for years on end to finally have a conversation recorded for the podcast with Katie Way. Was it Kennedy originally? It was. Good memory. Yeah. Whoa. We just spoke before I started recording it. It's been, you know, over 20 years, around 20 years since we were together in a classroom. Now, I, I will tell you about her in that classroom. She came in like a small tornado happily a tornado she whirled in <laughs> found her seat and you know out of breath a little bit katie what well i'm out i'm on the i'm out selling software solutions or something of that nature mm-hmm. and yeah. uh i you know it's not like i you know my job allows me to have control of my time but you you're always there but you're always on your way in on your way out and uh very interested in the game of sales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my memory of Katie Kennedy. Yeah. Now, Katie Way. Currently, uh, Katie's working in a company. Am I correct? Cloud Bids? That's it. Yeah. You got it. Which has a logo, which I'm seeing on screen Never Stop Wandering. Now, I, I thought it was wondering, but it's not. So tell us a little bit about that logo in the company, Katie, and then I will talk about uh, well, why why they found you at the just right moment to take the company to the next level. Yeah. So, yeah, never stop wandering. We are a company um, of people who love to wander this magnificent earth, to travel far and wide. Um, have new experiences, see new things, learn new things, um, understand 
different cultures and people. Um, so we are founded on this idea of travel and hospitality. And what CloudBed seeks to do as a hospitality management system, which is a, a, a lot of words for running a hotel, um, a software that helps you run your hotel, um, is we are looking to democratize a five-star experience for all independent lodging um, around the world. So we want all of these independent hoteliers and hostel owners and bed and breakfast owners to be able to deliver that five-star experience to all of their guests um, using cloud beds as their software um, to really even the playing field between the four seasons of the world and the independent uh, you know, bed and breakfast that puts their heart and soul into yeah. making that the number one, you know, an amazing experience for each and every guest coming through their door. So that's what we help. That's what we help facilitate. It's an amazing vision. Yeah, it it really is because you know I, growing up in Maine as I did, uh, we had very few of what you'd call the chain hotels back then. It was almost all inns, B and B's, just uh, family devoted their livelihood to the welcoming of people into clean, comfortable rooms with some cases, a nice meal. And it was yeah. the way that I pine <laughs> using a very bad pun about Maine for mm -hmm. an experience. If my wife and I were to go off for a, a week or a weekend, we want that. We'd want that feeling of uh, comfort. Yes. Definitely, we'd want a few bells and whistles, but we really would like the notion that we're helping someone who's independent mm -hmm. uh, and and really putting their their heart and soul into making sure the businesses work. Is that somewhat your constituency? One hundred percent, our constituency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and all and, over the world. And for the uh, person who wants to find those places what i suspect you're doing is giving making helping those places be ready to provide the best possible experience do you also right. help them with the uh, locators or the reservations or any of those things or is that another system and yeah. no uh, they have a booking engine with our you know they do everything from reservation management the booking engine the front desk and so and with that they're guests would book um, on their cloud beds booking engine to stay with them. And uh, yeah, all full service, you know, if they want a contactless experience, we offer products like guests um, in the guest experience realm for them to say, text their guests easily. Um, any, any way that a guest wants to communicate with them can come into a single inbox with our guest experience products so it's really letting them keep up with technology in a right. way that is affordable but um doesn't you know but puts them on the cutting edge of what the consumer today expects um of a travel experience amazing now uh i ask how the company found you i want to know that uh 
because you you've developed over these 20 years and including the years beyond before when you're involved in software sales when software was in a box you remember that yeah you know you you would bring yeah. discs and give and sell them so now now how do they so you've you've, you've got developed an excellent practice in but i'm understanding that your role now is is lead role in pricing mm-hmm Yep, has that has been sort of the spine of your of your work that's over been years? the common theme over the past 20 years so i've been in pricing for 20 years um even in it was how i was taken when i was in the sales role um what i loved about sales and sales training was how to overcome a price objection how to sell the value of the, the product or the service um that was that was what my flame was when we talk about practice that got right. that woke me, you know, that got me up in the morning. And so I, you know, I price products and then at a former company, I was at Beakley, uh, with, with that experience of selling value and loving a price objection and helping train others to overcome them. When the pricing role opened up, I again, took a formal role as a pricing, uh, analyst. And from there progressed to a pricing leader and I actually speak for the Professional Pricing Society today. So I'm um, one of the speakers in in the you know, niche pricing profession. There is a, a society of pricing analysts. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes pricing sense. Everything, yeah. everything we purchase has someone has been in the, involved in the process of creating that uh, that price. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what what I hear you saying, Katie, is, and probably this is the just a lot of your talks is, it's it's about explaining the value so that the price itself doesn't overpower their decision making. Mm-hmm. Not that you're gonna sort of like, oh, uh, don't pay attention to the price. Take a look over here. You know, no, I don't think. I no. think it's a, it's a, it's a value story. It's a yeah. blending. Yes. Talk about that. I love that idea of a value story. Yeah. We want to understand when I'm going to price a product, I want to understand the value story. So from the beginning, you know, from the day they start with the product or the software, what value can they expect to get in one month, two months? one year, two years, and I take a look and say, okay, here's the value that's out there that for anyone who uses this product, and then say what, then it's figuring out what percent of that total value I know that they can get, what ROI is necessary to sell this? And then I, based on the industry, based on the product, will pick the appropriate ROI based on benchmarks that your research has done and say, Okay, so if it's 7x ROI, I'm going to take that total value and I'm going to price it so that you get a 7x ROI when you buy at this price. We know you'll get this value and it's it's 7x the price you're paying. Um, and that multiple is different for different industries and different products. And that mm. um, is one of the trickiest parts of figuring out how do I price my product? Because it does change. Um, yeah. yeah, so. Changes. Uh, but it's. Change is a constant, isn't it? I mean, it, yes, it is a constant. It, it, and you make a a bit of a calculation that worked great for six months ago, and or a year, mm-hmm. or even a week nowadays, and yeah. uh, 
circumstances change and that impair the impact the value. For example, <laughs> uh, for almost everything sold over the last couple of years, supply chain became a major uh, barrier to being able to fulfill a promise when someone, let's say, bought a, a nice automobile, put down my money, where's my auto? six months later, maybe because of the chip yeah. uh, supply. So there's a bit of that going on all the time. There's this, the game changes. Mm -hmm. uh, and how, how do you personally, as a professional, uh, anticipate how these changes are going to be so that uh, the price vari uh, variations can be adjusted? So I want to look at what's going to happen in the economy mm. and not just how are we going to respond? But how are our competitors going to respond? And how will our competitors respond to our response? So as a premium product market share leader, if I raise prices, will others follow? <laughs> yes, right? You know, we what we don't want is a price war. We don't want everyone racing to the bottom. And you can easily, in a saturated competitive market, get you know, find yourself in the, in that position. And it just, um, not something I'm willing to participate in uh, a race to the bottom is yeah. a big no for me. Yeah. So, so I do find coming from, and I've always been in terms of the companies I've selected that they are the best in their field, that they have the best product uh, or the best service. Um, so that I know if I raise prices because costs have gone up, to operate business that others will follow us. Um, and of course they're going to competitively, you know, try to use it against us while also doing it themselves. That, <laughs> that, that dynamic, you know, you, you can't, you can't change that. But I know at the end of the day, if they see us go up, they know they can go up because they have the same cost we do. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's about being in a position to lead on pricing. And I've, very consciously chosen companies where I could be a pricing leader for the market um, because I, I want to know that when somebody uses a product that I'm pricing, that they have the best product available, that I've given them the best tool set that exists right now because that's who I am. I want to empower them with the best of the best. And so I align myself with the best of the best. Now, that's a high standard you've set for yourself, Katie it May. It is because yeah. uh, you also have a, a wonderful family and, and a home. Mm -hmm. And uh, and sometimes if it means relocation in order to either move to something better or the best uh, or wait until the right opportunity comes so that you can maintain your home base with two little kids who I'm sure will enjoy being in school and being where they are. How do you deal with it, with that uh, personal ch challenge to be constantly pursuing a chance to be even, you know, now in a new company for you and yet not constantly disrupt your family? Well, I've been remote for eight, eight, nine years now. There you go. Um, I moved at my last company and they said, please stay on and just be remote. And so I, I did that. And then Cloudbeds is remote first, remote always. Everybody's remote. And pricing being a new field, they say it takes 30 to 50 years to cement 
uh, new field into like, uh, let's take the IT department or the HR department. It takes 30 to 50 years for that to become a mainstay in every company. Yes. And so HR is relatively new. IT is relatively new. And pricing mm-hmm. is coming up on 30 years. So we're entering we're entering the stage where a pricing team is starting to become, for the next 20 years, something that will start to just take for granted that every company has one. Yeah. Um, but we're at the beginning of that journey. And because pricing is so niche uh, and, you know, they're looking, when you look at job postings, most pricing jobs are posted as remote because they're willing to find anybody with this experience and let them work from anywhere because there are more jobs for pricing directors and leaders than there are pricing directors and leaders. So I'm in a good place where- Yes, you are. You know, I, I picked a field that that does have a ton of remote opportunities, given mm-hmm. how um, unco- you know how hard it is to find somebody with that experience set. Competitive advantage. I might have even mm-hmm. introduced that concept in in my management classes when you were my student. Uh, yeah. Have it. Uh, it's my point to the to the young uh, fourth forward looking students. Yeah. Do what's so important that is you're close to indispensable and in order to be that way you have to be really top of game from whatever the game may be you're going to have to be a very serious student of the company the business the business environment the practice no matter what they're exactly no matter what title they've given you if, if they see that you are keen on the dynamics that keep a business going and growing you're going to be you're going to be a success no matter where and here's proof of point katie way now uh what about this company that i get an idea that they offer a very fine uh service through their software but what attracted you to the company since you're not right there every day you know with a cup Mm -hmm. of coffee uh uh, what is about the culture and particularly of this company that that has uh, For me, attracted this top-notch yeah. pricing? So every time I interview, I look to learn everything. I don't do it lightly. I take a company and I, I, if they're interesting, I do my research. I do my homework. I, I It wouldn't be an exaggeration to say that I read their website. And what I found... Um, was that they were educating properties on how to move ahead, you know, how to stay on trend, how everything that you need to do running a lodging business, they were providing edu- like quality educational materials week after week after week. And I read every one of these um, blog posts. I read all the eBooks they put out and I found this is a company that cares about their customers. They care yeah. that they're successful and they have an entire team of people that aren't generating revenue per se. They're just generating content to help their customers and others going onto the site on how to best run a property, how, you know, how to get on social media and do TikTok or, you know, how to calculate, you know, these important metrics that are vital to your financial health as a business. And so I, I, learned um, by just digesting all of this. And I said, um, and then meeting with them, I found 
I love to travel and I love, I love hotels. So I found that when I talked to them, my, you know, I think anytime you interview, you have to come in with a point of view, like what you would do, what you would change, what you would keep, how you would approach pricing there. You need a point of view. And to know that you need to know everything you can about the company. And the website was full of information. So I had a lot of data. And what I found was that the five-star hotel experience that I love and enjoy so much was something that can be given at any property. And this is the company to do it. This company is looking to democratize um, the five-star experience and give it to every independent lodging property, uh, every independent lodging property owner, teaching them how to do it, providing tools for them to do it, having the software and the capabilities for them to do it, building the future so that in the you know they'll have that contactless experience um, coming to them. So we they were very forward looking mm-hmm. into what what could what could travel and hospitality be in the future and how do we build our software so that the future's sooner than later, you know, comes sooner than later and empowering these people to provide an amazing experience to their travelers. And I just loving traveling and and a five-star experience myself wanted to be a part of that. Like it was a mission that excited me. Absolutely. Um, and that's what I was, you know, anytime I look at a company I want, is it going to be exciting to wake up to help drive this mission forward? I want to feel personally invested when I was looking for a job in mission at hand. And I want to feel that my role in the company makes is making an impact to the to the bottom line. And because what you put in the bottom line is what you can invest in future innovation um, right. and what yeah. you can do. So I I felt like of all of the job opportunities I had, I was invested. I loved this mission. It was close to my heart. And my role as senior director of global pricing strategy would allow me to have a lot of impact um, in yeah. helping them achieve their goals and, and pursue additional growth. So you, uh, I, uh, I said, I signed on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm fascinated. Uh, 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 a snapshot, if you would, of how you connect with the rest of the leaders of the company mm-hmm. uh, in key moments as they're going through their cycles of growth and development. What mm-hmm. uh, What's it like to be with uh, these people? Are you a peer, uh, no matter what their other titles are? It seems like yeah. they should listen yeah. to you. <laughs> so this, this is incredible. You know, I come from a company that's a very large, almost billion-dollar manufacturing firm and run by men we won't go into that so but in that environment I felt like I had my voice but I had to be careful about what I said and whose toes yeah. there was a lot yeah. of politics right um at Cloudbeds, there that that doesn't exist um if wow. I want to talk about a sales initiative I go to our senior VP of sales if I want to talk about hey uh, we're pricing this new product and here are how, you know, margins are going to vary by market. I'll go directly to our chief operating officer and co-founder and I'll have a conversation with him about how we're framing this. And what, you know, so I, I'm not just empowered to go to anyone in the C-suite or the founders I'm expected to. Uh-huh. And I love that because 
allowed to is one thing, but expected to, that really gives me the permission to work fully um, with all of these people. And, you know, one of our core values is presence and it's making your voice heard and that we value everybody's voice. So use yours and, um, and there's no lane that you can't get in and offer value to. If you have opinions, please put them out there. And so I get wow. to work side by side with the C-suite, with our VPs. Um, we overhauled and cre- uh, created a brand new pricing and packaging strategy in my first year, working very closely with the, with the C-suite together to make that happen. Um, and so I, I find it exhilarating that if they're, you know, the person who has the answer or the power to get something done or, or answer a question, I just, I'm expected to go to them um, versus, you know, the, po- the bureaucratic politics yeah, of yeah, older organizations where you have to talk to your boss and then they talk uh, to their boss. And I can't be. imagine how you tolerated that, but yeah, I know no. you had, yeah. you, you, you were growing and, developing uh, yourself but uh, in the way you're describing now is uh, again sort of back to my uh, old teaching days it's nirvana (laughs) it's it's business nirvana and I used Mm -hmm. to tell people you know one day there will be companies that will be organized so that everyone's voice is heard no matter what your role is and you know and I taught the quality courses and others that was sort of mm-hmm. it was sort of part of how you're supposed to but it's really rare to yeah. find a company like yeah. you've just described uh not only about the inner workings and how you can make you know make the differences you you should get the results that you personally and professionally want to achieve but are doing some really interesting good out there. I I go back to what I said when we started our conversation, Katie, growing up in a vacation land, Maine, uh, the little coastal towns, all the places that people wanted to come to. There were so many of these uh, uh, businesses, particularly in very attractive locations like the ski areas and the coast. and like a lot of things that happened uh, in the last 20 or so years, a lot of them had to close. They just could not, they, they, they put up some humongous thing with four floors of rooms, you know, down the, down the road from it. And it would put them out of business because people who were traveling said, well, I just need a bed. Uh, I just need a bed and a shower. And that's not the person that these people wanted anyway. They wanted you to, feel welcome and they want you to come back uh real hospitality you know and Mm -hmm. and i kind of grew up with that kind of place in a lovely spot called rock gardens uh sabasco Mm -hmm. maine rock gardens Inn. at that time it was just like that and my grandparents went back every year probably until they couldn't travel anymore Mm -hmm. because it was so right for how I wanted my grandparents to be treated. You know, they just yeah. were, they got older and they couldn't get to the kitchen or to the dining room as easily. Someone would come and escort my grandmother to the mm. dining room. It was just really caring kind of place. Yeah. And if, if you're helping businesses around the country and the world elevate that experience, democratizing it, meaning it's affordable, 
Mm-hmm. That's a great mission, Katie Way. Yeah. And during the pandemic, I wasn't part of the company, but they provided a ton of payment relief um, for people who couldn't pay. We didn't turn off, didn't turn them off. We didn't offboard them as we, we wow. took the funding they had and we. Yeah, because they were hit very, very hard. So know. that they could stay open so that they can keep their system. And when mm-hmm. they could open, when travelers could come, that they still had a business to well, run. So we were a small part of their costs, but we did what we did our part in making sure we weren't the re- one of the reasons that they may have had to shut down. So I was, and I knew that about the company having read their website. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really uh, super impressed by that. And, and it's why I chose them over Nike. It's why I chose them over VMware, why I chose them over Stryker. Um, some really big names. I, I just, I felt like this is a company that cares and they're, they have a mission. I feel deeply invested to join and they're, you know, they're, they're looking after people. Um, their, their customers mean something to them and it's not just strictly business. You know, it's, it's a pretty rare find. So I knew yeah. I had to go with cloud beds. Yeah. Put your arms around it and give it a big hug. Mm-hmm. Now, in the last minute or two, I one of the things that Peter Vale and I uh, have put into our thinking about practice is how important results are to the individual mm-hmm. practitioner. That results uh, that are increasingly challenging, which is your last twenty years, uh, is what helps you grow. Uh, there are circumstances that change, so that a little difficult sometimes to achieve the results, and other times it's a slam dunk. But results mean a lot. Now I understand the internal view that you can have of the results of your pricing recommendations and their decisions. But do you get any chance to get a direct or even indirect take on what happens to the companies, that are the small hospitality businesses that have bought your product? Do you, do you get a feeling for what is happening with them? Yeah. Uh, or is it just a data set? No, absolutely. No, There, it's not just a data set. So like one of the products I'm pricing right now um, and this is anytime I'm pricing something new and it's same for when we are restructuring, we talk to the customers. We say, okay, pilot this for free. And then I'm going to go and talk to 10 customers in the next two, you know, few weeks to say, you know, what worked well for you? What was the impact of that? Nice. Nice. You know, explain to me like how, you know, how did it, how did it help? Let's quantify that. Where can we improve? Let's figure that out. And and that'll be a part of my pricing research. I do have pricing research that's data, that's survey based, mm-hmm. but I'll interview you 10 like or the so first, customers. You like the first person kind of thing too. To do the yeah. value interview and say what worked well, what didn't. Um, and when it worked well, how much value did you get from that and, and, and quantify it a bit. Um, and, and then after that, do the research, understanding, okay, if they got this much value, here are some multiples, let me test some prices. But I want to talk to people who've used the product and understand what the value is from their perspective um, so that we're hearing it directly from those hoteliers that this is what the product may have um, brought for them, changed for them, improved for them. And that gives me that gives me my boundaries on what pricing um, I'm going to test. 
also gives you a feeling of your own impact or your own results. Mm -hmm. Because if you are prospecting a, a new service or a new feature, and you have a chance to have these firsthand looks and so forth, and then you finally gets in there, then you do the after action review, don't you, to see, in fact, if yeah. if if it's happening the way you've the company was the value there you know yeah, what was yeah. it and let's quantify and, that and it must yeah. feel really good when you see that it's added to their bottom line or it's mm -hmm. added to their yeah customer return rates i'm sure there are other measures that mean a lot to them yeah so their you, success you get you get results makes all us the way successful. down yeah yeah we're nothing without their success so their success is our our number one priority yeah wow and i love that i get to operate that way how would a average consumer like myself know that they're uh, going to be signing up for a place that's served by cloud beds? I don't think you would. Um, you guys are you know, the, you're the, we, you're the secret we'll, sauce. We'll make their website and their booking engine and it'll all be, you know, it'll all look like it comes just from the hotel, which is what we want it to be. Yes. You know, we are behind the curtain. So you wouldn't know it's a cloud beds property, but, um, you know. On down low, you and I can talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah, no, we want we want these properties to stand on their own and compete on their own, and and we yeah. and they do. They're definitely have fantastic properties. Yeah. So the husp the hotel, the the hoteliers definitely know Cloudbed. Yeah, and you ask an independent hotelier. Yes, we are yeah. on hotel tech reports. Yeah. Uh, rated number one across the board. So we wow. we do very well um, wow. by industry standards. Yeah, we are, we are uh, something I'm very proud to work for CloudBeds. I, I think we are the top-notch solution and, and we care deeply about the success of our customers. And that's, you know, that's what drives everybody um, because we all love travel and we all love staying uh staying in hotels and, and properties and we just we want the best of that for all of us because <laughs> you, then we all win now proof of proof of the pudding as we old maiders would say have you taken your your husband and your two lovely kids to one of the properties so they can give you the real test of whether it's i i plan to I, I plan to absolutely not yet, huh? plan to not yet not yet um just because yeah with with life and you know where we've traveled and stuff it it's been mostly between here and my in-laws and yeah not a lot but yes i would love to stay at a cloud beds property one day and <laughs> experience that for myself secret uh, shoppers you know the the way family yeah the way family let's see how would a, a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old uh enjoy being in this property you know, yeah, um, I'm absolutely going to get that done. But I, I've been with the company for less than a year, so yeah. I, I well, haven't, I won't I rush haven't you had the chance yet. Yeah, and, and I understand from what we said before we started recording, you have two extremely busy kids. Uh, I do, uh, in the best sense of every bit of it. And so, uh, congratulations on the Thank most you. important work that you do is mom mm -hmm. and wife. Yeah. And uh, secondarily, on finding this company that's just right for you right now, 
I I can't tell you how excited I am for you and delighted that we had a chance to not only get caught up, but you've helped me a lot because every time I have a recording for the podcast, I'm trying to show folks this is practice. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, well, you haven't pointed out any features. No, just listen. Just put yourself in a few moments of absorbing someone as they're talking about what they love doing. That's practice. But the next person over doing the same type of role, you won't hear it. It just doesn't come through. They go over to this person. Now they're up. It's amazing what the energy sounds like, what the choice of words sounds like. So it's it's mm-hmm. it's very much like if you, you, you know, you'll know it when you hear it. And, and you've yeah. definitely filled the bill very nicely with well, this conversation, Katie. I have to say, I remember an exercise in your class where you gave us balloons and I think you took away people, but we had to, as a team, keep the balloon up in the air with, (laughs) with increasing obstacles. And it was this, you know, seems silly enough, but I, every day, you know, I I approach so many things like that balloon um, (laughs) where we have this, this problem you know, and at first it seems like easy, like, okay, just manually, we could all just take turns, but you realize like, that's not scalable. And so I think of, okay, so how do we scale this? And like the balloon, how, you know, how do we think creatively to do this with the fewest resources possible in the most successful way possible? So you, I learned so much from practicing practice in your class with some (laughs) silly exercises to going to the boardroom and trying to solve how do we reduce churn um in the air yeah yeah it it all comes back to it's the same thing we're just trying to keep the balloon in the air we're trying to figure out how to automate that balloon staying in the air and like I, the other thing I love about CloudBiz is I work with the most brilliant people because we are remote first and remote always. We get to hire the best of the best. Mm. And so everyone I work with is insanely smart and the best <laughs> at their job. Um, and so we get, we the creativity is amazing and the innovation speaks for itself. Um, but yeah. I, I just, I always think of that balloon experience because I do that. <laughs> Over and over and over in my uh, career, just, you know, with different challenges. One of the uh, several lessons in the balloon exercise was that the balloon will continue to move around and wherever it needs to be upheld, that's the person who's the most strategically important in that in that few seconds. Yeah. So this whole notion of democratizing uh is it was it built into that thought into the way i taught but also in your experience that the balloon is over you now katie it's a pricing mm-hmm. moment but it's going to be yeah. moving along and now it's over here to someone who's going to have to execute the software upgrade and so right. the balloon keeps and moving is that say that we have a the balloon decides yeah. who's important that's my whole lesson the balloon well, we decides have a mop bucket attitude um as our core value which is if that balloon is over you then (laughs) it's your turn to keep the balloon up um yeah that's what that means well you've certainly made my day and my year in the 50 some years i was in higher education to know that i'm i'm still teaching in this way but i'm finding for folks now the lessons that really are the most provable that Mm -hmm. happy accomplished 
constantly growing and developing person, also known as Katie Way. Thank you. Well, it was a pleasure, uh, Doc. As I, as I, I can't call you anything but Doc. But thank you. Call you me were, Doc. Doc, you, yeah, you were the most incredible teacher I had in my entire lifetime, and your lessons have stuck uh, a, a lifetime. You know, twenty years into the future, um, shaped. You know, the the type of work that I'm willing to do. Uh, you know, where I can find my flame, and the practice that. I take with me to be the best at what I do. More about social inaction and the nature of practice, head over to inactionresearch.com for more information. Thank you for supporting this show. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Oh, oh, how could I have forgotten? Our digital book on practice as a way of being is now available. You'll find it online at www.mylibrary.world. I worked on that book after Peter passed away, and I think you will find it a unique and very, very mobile reading experience since it's wherever your screen is in hand.